Okay, so uh, we are on the bottom of the base on the base. Um, before we uh, before we continue the Gemara, uh, I just wanted to point out one uh, I think interesting um, question, and that is if you look at Tosvos, uh, one, two, three, four, the fifth one down on the right side, on base on the base, we mentioned uh, before that the rule would be um, that and this is going to be Hillel and Beishamai. That if uh, an individual is a chatzivet chatzivet chorin, right, a half slave and half free person, so kofnis rabo, we force the the um, the master to free him. And why do we force the master to free him? Because maybe we can we can understand how to the guy can work. We can work for three days and be off for three days, but. Uh, he has nowhere to get married because he can't marry a shifcha, he can't marry a baschorin, so he's stuck in, in this limbo situation. So therefore we force him to get, uh, to, to, to be free totally. So, um, so if you look in Tosos, on the second line in Tosos, Tosos points out the following halachic problem with this. Va'afagav da'amrinan, the third word in the line, over be'asei. The halacha is, that if a person has an Evid Kanani, right, this is a non-Jew who became their Evid, so the halacha is, la'olam behem ta'avodu. You're not allowed to free an Evid Kanani. Why that is? What's well, as far as a good question? But the bottom line is, that's the halacha. If you have an Evid Kanani, you're not allowed to free him. And if you do so, then you have bin mevatel amit sasei. Right? La'olam behem ta'avodu. You have, to keep it, you have to keep him as your slave. So how could you tell this person that you're forcing him but you're forcing someone to do an, to do an isn't. How can that be? So what's, what's the answer? Mitzvah, right, so, so, so there's another mitzvah, so there's another mitzvah also. So, so but, the, but the way Tosh says the answer is very fascinating. Tosh says, even though You'd rather have the master do a small iser so that the Eved doesn't do a big iser. Okay? And what's the big iser? The big iser is being mevat the mitzvah of Shevis. Right? That uh, the Torah, the Shevis Yitzar, the mitzvah of having children. So, um, which is a, a very interesting concept. Right? The idea of <laughs> tell someone to mevat the mitzvah say so that somebody else Right, so tell somebody else can fulfill a different mitzvah. Also to complete a minion, right? Yes, yeah, so there's another Gemara that talks about someone who showed up, there was no minion, it was Meshachar as ever to make a minion. There's a big and there's a whole talk, and we showed him the same question. How can you about the Isser for, for making a minion is even less of a mitzvah? So how could that be? So but the Gemara's going to give a couple of other examples. Tyson's going to give a couple of other examples of Gemara's where... We talk about one person doing an iser so someone else can, can, can either not do an iser or do a mitzvah. How can that be? So he says, But it's, but it's not similar. Why? Because what happens in that case? In that case, the Gemara asks, What's the case of that Gemara? The case of that Gemara is an individual who put, right, the, the old days, the way you'd bake bread, is you'd put, you'd take uh, dough, right, and you'd stick it to the top of the oven. And then the way you'd get it off 
But the way to take it out is by doing something called radius pass, removing the 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 dough, removing the bread from the oven. So the Gemara asked the following case. Let's say somebody who put bread in the oven on Shabbos, and he didn't realize he didn't know whatever it was. He put the bread in the oven, and now it's uh, you have basically have two choices. You could leave the bread there, and what's going to happen? He'll be violated the Isser of Afiyah B'Shabbos. Right? He, he cooked now on Shabbos. He did a, did a malacha. Or you can violate the dinner of what's called Redias Apas, of, of taking the bread off the thing, which itself involves some type of Isser. Maybe it's a Sidarbanan. Maybe it's a maybe it's a, maybe it's a Deraisa. But you're going to do something so that what? So he won't violate the Amalacha uh, Deraisa, which is very serious, right? It's a skill. But there the Gemara says, what do you mean? Can you, can you tell me to do it a Veira? I'm going to do it a Veira so he should get off the hook? I don't know, that's exactly the case here. So what's the difference? So Tyson says it's different. Why is it different? Over there it's different. Why? There, the guy who put the bread in the oven, he made a mistake. It was his fault. Right? He, he, he's the one who started the whole problem by putting the bread in the, in the oven, which he should never have done. So once he was Poshea, he made that mistake. He did something wrong. He neglected to do the right thing. I don't have to do an Aveira to save him from his own sin. But this, but this Evan, what did he do? He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. He finds himself in this impossible situation. It's not his fault. So there we talk and do say, I'm going to have this person, and say, go ahead, and... Uh, and, and free the Evid, which is against the, which is against the halacha, in order that this guy can fulfill the mitzvah of, of, of Shabbos. It's fascinating. And by the way, you don't even know if he's going to be able to have children. You think you need an opportunity at least to have children. And nevertheless, that's what's expected to do. It's fascinating. Um, and, the, and the Gemara gives another, and then Tosh gives another example. Teda desharinan reish tamid nishcha, in the beginning of the Gemara Pesachim. Um, in the, in, the, in, the, in the beginning of that parak in Pesachim, we allow Kohen Lakriv, Lakohen Acher Tamid Shabin Arbaim, Kaparis Chaveiro, Kadeshi Yochel Korban Pesach Le'erev. Avagav the Ika Seda Hashlama. There's a halacha that says that once the Kohen brings the Korban Tamid for that, for that day, the Korban Tamid Shabin Arbaim, there are no more Korbanos. We're, we're closed. The, the base of is closed for business. What happens if that if he brought the second court, the second uh, korban tamid, and now someone shows up who was a mitzorah, and that mitzorah to become tower has to bring his 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 korban as a, his kapara, and in order to do so, he can then then he'll be able to be part of a, a korban pesach. So if he doesn't if he doesn't bring that korban, he can't be included in the korban pesach. So the halacha is we tell the kohen in the beis bring the korban of this guy, bring his korban. Let him get become tahor. Let him get his kapara, so he can then go that night and eat korban pesach. What's the, what's happening again? Again, he's violating the, the assay, right? The assay of ashlama of not bringing any korban after the korban after the korban tamid. Why? So that this guy can be involved in the, in the mitzvah assay of uh, of korban pesach, which obviously is a very very high level, right? The a person who does not do korban pesach. It's your courage. So uh, it's just interesting is that it's, it's not always so simple to say that we don't say violate an iser or violate a mitzvah say um, in order that your friend, another person, can have the opportunity for another mitzvah 
Actually, there are scenarios. And it sounds like uh, certainly one distinction would be if it's not his fault. It's nothing for him to do. He, he didn't make the mistake in the first place. That would be a scenario we would allow him, um, allow us to, uh, to bail him out and actually have another individual, either as opposed to a scenario where the person himself, uh, you know, it was his fault. Um, it could also be a distinction between Rudias um, and might be an Isser, as opposed to these other two, two halachas, which are just an, uh, which are a right? which he's supposed to do, um, supposed to fulfill, and instead he doesn't fulfill it. But, um, anyways, I just found it, uh, it's, it's a very, very interesting concept of Chatei Kadesh Yisrochavercha, and uh, comes up right here in our, uh, in our um, parak. Rudias is a tolda of a fear, or is it like. I'm not sure, I'm not sure exactly what the Isser is. Because yeah. remember, the, the governor said in, in Shabbos that it's like a specific malacha, it's like, a, like, a, like an, only an Uman can do it. Yeah, it's like a very specified thing that they know how to do in order to bring, take it off. It's like, yeah, it's like, but, it's, it's very... It's not, it's not clear how that makes it an Isser. I'm not sure exactly what the Isser is, but, it's, but the Gemara is clear it's an Isser. I was saying, but clearly it's an Isser. And the Gemara like responds with like, and by the way, Hashlama is also a say, Daraisa. So, meaning these are other deraisas also. These are these are dini deraisa. So, it's not a, it's not that they're not important. Um, they are important also. So, um, you know, um, it's interesting. But but yes, but but clearly the distinction here also is that it's a you're, you're doing one iser so that the other person can do a greater mitzvah. Or I don't do a, mitzvah, a smaller mitzvah that person can do a greater mitzvah, which is interesting because we usually don't say we say the Gemara the mission in says. You don't know right? You don't know what's a big mitzvah, what's a small mitzvah. But what we do know is the level of, of punishment that exists. In, but yeah, so it's, a, it's actually very interesting. Um, okay, so let's go back to the Gemara and Beis and Beis. The Gemara is well, we're still in Beis and Beis, but back to the, the, uh, we are oh, by the two by the second set of two dots. Right, so we. Talked, we just mentioned before that the Cheresh and the Cheresh that we're talking about, or the or the Elaim, um, are people who a person who's Eino Shemei of Eino Medaber. That's going to be that's going to be the Cheresh. Um, but if he can do one or the other, so then already uh, the Gemara there assumed he would still be Chayv in, uh, in in Ria. So we, now we see a little a little distinction there. So <clears throat> the Gemara says like this: Vatanya. And sorry, just to be clear, the Gemara made a statement before that Medaber Veinu Shemei Shemei Veinu Medaber. He can speak or he can hear. Those people that sound like are Chayiv in Riyah, right? The Chayiv in this din that we mentioned in the beginning of the mission, and, and the person who's being excluded, Chutz Min Cheresh. That's a Cheresh who's Eino Shemei Veinu Medaber can't do either. That's the situation. They're like a Shotei. They're like a Katan. They don't have Das, etc. Now the Gemara is going to question this concept that someone who can do one, who, who has the ability to hear or, or uh, speak might also be compromised in terms of Dalach. So the Gemara asks, V'atanya medaber ve'enu shomeya shomeya ve'enu medaber pater. Another b'risa. The b'risa says that a person who can speak but they can't hear, or they can hear but they can't speak, they're pater. They, they, they cannot fulfill the mitzvah of, uh, of the Olas Re'iyah. So Amravina is a mechanism the Gemara will use pretty often that when you have a Mishnah that doesn't make sense you say wait a second there must be 
there must be something missing in this Mishnah. Whether it means that it's literally, they think it was a mistake, that it should have been written in the Mishnah, it's actually not there, or that the understanding of the Mishnah should be with the following insertion, which makes the Mishnah make more sense. But this is a construct that the Gemara uses a lot. So it's called Chasurim Mixtrava Achikdani. The Mishnah is missing something. And this is what it should say. What should it say? So our Mishnah should say, We mentioned before that we actually have <coughs> we actually have three different types of korbanos that we're gonna that a person brings and they call the Rego. <coughs> one is the Olas Riya, one is the, the Shami Chagiga, and one is the Shami Simcha. So the how should we read this Mishnah? It should really say, not Chayavin like we have in our version, but it should say Chayavin. Um, okay, to include the Shamay Simcha. And that's everybody. Except for a Cherish that can speak but can't hear, or can hear but can't speak. These individuals don't bring a Olas Okay, so the first distinction is, the first level is, everybody's chayv in both re'iyah and simcha, and these are korbanos, except for a chayvish, uh, who can has, do one or the other, because that person is only chayv in one. They're pater from re'iyah, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, they're pater from re'iyah, but they are still chayv in simcha. Okay? But if you can't do eat, you, don't, you can't hear or speak, because those, are, those people are all the same. They are pater from everything. Why? Because the they don't have das. Someone who's not bardas isn't having any mitzvahs. There's nothing for them to do. Um, <clears throat> so the point is. How do we answer the problem? We had a bryson that told us that a, a someone who can hear but can't see or can, can see but can't hear is putta from Riyah. The answer is, yeah, you're right. How's that shim with our Mishnah? It goes just fine if you insert the following second stage, right, or first stage. That first, our, our first assumption is that everybody's chayv in both Riyah and Simcha. This person who can't hear or see or see or hear is chayv only in Simcha. And the, the real chayvish who can't do either, and a shota and a katan, <coughs> they're pater from everything. Fine. We're going to explain why in a second, um, or how that works. And we have another brysa, <coughs> which, uh, uh, which supports the same concept. So again, Everyone's chayv in re'iyah and simcha, except for, again, a chayvish who can speak but can't hear, can hear but can't speak, who's pater from the re'iyah. Fa'av apisha pater min re'iyah, chayv b'simcha. Even though the pater from re'iyah, they're still chayv in simcha. Okay? And then, ve'eshe'in yolo shomea, ve'lomadaber, but someone who can't do either, ve'shote ve'katan, and ashote and akatan, p'tur af min simcha, holu p'tur mekol mitzvah mo'ashbitah. Why? Because they are potter from all the mitzvahs in the Torah.
So the Meiri asks a very simple question. Um, if you're putter from the from the Ola Asriya, you're probably not coming to the Beis Hamikdash. Right? The Ola Asriya is you should go. Shalosh Beim Shana Yeriyaeh Kozuchogatz Bnei Adon Hashem. If you blow your roof and I come, so you have to. Hashem has to see you, and when you get there, Hashem, you shouldn't be empty-handed. So he says. So if how can it be? Someone's putter from from the Ola Asriya, they don't have to go. So if you don't have to go, why or how can I say you're putter from the Ola Asriya? being given, and you shall lie. So what do you want? What, what do you want from them? How's that going to work? So he gives three answers. So the answer number one is that uh, that yeah, you're right. The person doesn't have to go. They have to send a shamei simcha where somebody else is going, and that's one possibility. But since the person has a mitzvah, so they said ahead. Which they themselves don't bring, but gets brought in their bath. That's one possible. Doesn't really like it. So it brings two other answers. Second answer is that even someone who is putter from the Ola Sriya, they have a chiv to go to Shalayim still. They still have to go. Okay? And he brings a Raya from Gemara Rosh Hashanah, which seems to say, Beferish, um, that women. Since they have a chiv of simcha on yantif, had a chiv to la'alos Yerushalayim. But they had to go to Yerushalayim also. So according to, to, uh, to this Me'iri, it's not like the men have to go and the women could stay home. and everyone. No, everybody went together, the families went together. And it was no, uh, no such thing. It's just that once they get there, and this, oh, anybody, this cherish, that's Midar Ben all these people, once they get to Yerushalayim, they don't have a requirement, la'haros panin ba'azar. They don't have to go to the Azara and be seen by a Kaddish Baruch. N- nevertheless, they have a requirement to go to Yerushalayim. And oh, they have a requirement to go to Yerushalayim? Great! So once they're there, they have to bring the Shammai Simcha also because they have a Chiv of the Samach That's the second possibility. And the third possibility is that he argues that no, maybe you could say they attack our partner from, from, from Ali Lara. They don't really have to go. Um, but if they go and they're there, then they require Shammai Simcha. Once you show up, then you should do so. It's not true when it comes to the Re'i and the Chagika. I mean, if someone chooses to go, they're, they're, they're putter from the mitzvah of, of Olas Re'i, so they don't have, if they decide to show up themselves, they can't bring it. They're not high. But, um, but someone who decides to come to Shalayim, even though they're not, wouldn't have necessarily come in the first place, once they get there, so then they have a requirement of Shamei Simcha because they are, because they are, uh, are present at that point. It's interesting to know, like, it'd be good to know, like, historically, you know, did, uh, did, did families go together, or was it like uh, Uman and Rosh Hashanah, you know, where Chavar go by themselves and their wives stay home? I don't know. I don't know what people, uh, people did. Maybe we can find out. But, um, but nevertheless, this question of uh, how you can rechive somebody in the Shammai Simcha when they're not rechive in the Olashri'iyah, it has actually very, very big ramifications in terms of what, what did the women do? The women required to go along to Yerushalayim, but they're not. Um, it was something that the husbands only did. Um, I think Rosh Hashanah talks about the fact that if a, if a woman has a son, a child, who has a chiv of chinuch, so certainly she has to go in order to bring him to, to do that mitzvah. But uh, whether, they, whether they had a, a requirement themselves to go, um, I don't know if we're going to come to this more in the, in, further on in Masechta, but I hope we'll get to talk about it a little bit more. That was the rabbi we learned yesterday. Yeah, so where? The chiv was on the... 
father and the mother. And the mother. The right, you mentioned that yesterday, correct. Yes, 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 exactly. That the achiv on the mother also of chinuch. Which we know, but the question is, what about a separate, indiv- separate, right. uh, independent requirement um, to, to go, even if technically he doesn't have to do the bring all the Is there a responsibility to go to Yushalayim to be able to bring the Shami Simcha? So uh, we will continue next week. All right, Ashkoch.